Welcome to Sheffield in the UK on Friday morning and I'm standing outside Waterstone's bookshop. In the window of Waterstone's bookshop is, as you'd expect, Hillary Clinton's book which is called What Happened. Next to it is Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. The New Science of Sleep and Dreams. And on the left-hand side of it is Ask an Astronaut by Tim Peake. What else would you like to know? My eye is attracted by Dawn French. Me, you, a diary. Do you know Dawn French? She's a stout woman who is a splendid comedian, absolutely mad about her. She did the Vicar of Dibley. Now the big book in the window of Waterstones, which I guess must be, you know, the latest best marketing book, is called The Book of Dust, Volume 1. La Belle Sauvage by Philip Pullman. Now, this is not a book in French. This is by the man who wrote his dark materials, the three-volume story of, uh, what was her name? Layla? Not Layla. Lila from Oxford. David, just the most wonderful three-part story that if you said to me what's the best one you've ever read and the third part in particular for those of you who have read it you'll understand or you might remember what dust is and how dust is made and what dust symbolizes and for him to follow it up with the book of dust really pleases me so I am looking forward to reading this book. It's published by Alan Lane, the people who publish Penguin. And it uh, says here, from the best-selling author of Northern Lights. Well, Northern Lights is the first of part of the three-part, the trilogy. So this is what I'm doing. I'm standing outside here. I'm about to rejoin my companions from Cork, well only seems to be one of them here at the moment and she's busy and uh, she's the leader of, um, of the Cork team who are going to be putting on a conference next May 11 to 13 for your diary please, but um, we're, we've just, I've just come out of TK Maxx, I'm looking for a red dicky bow failing gloriously but I am optimistic that it is at least possible to get a red dicky bow, even if it was impossible to get a red shirt yesterday. I tried for a red scarf, red being the cork colours. Of course, Sharon is already wearing red, seems to have brought no other colour clothes except red. And uh, she, I can tell you, is a real blonde. So there you are. There you are. Um, I don't know if she'd like to chip in and say good morning because she certainly 
was networking like crazy last night. I saw her talk to at least two people and you know that those conversations each of them went on for about four hours each I would think you know or certainly felt like four hours. I don't know. Sharon by the way just to, to let people hear your voice alongside mine this is Sharon O'Neill who is willing to talk to you for 30 seconds and she's a Toastmaster. What is it you want me to say? That's, you've got 28 seconds left now. <laughs> Who are we talking to? Who's our audience? The internet, the entire population, but especially people who use audio. Cool. Well, those are people that should come to our conference. Have you mentioned our conference? I think I might have heard you say the 11th or 13th of May. People, you got to come to Cork. Did I forget to say Cork, <laughs> 11th or 13th of May? In, in the Clayton... I meant to say the 11th to the 13th of May in the Clayton Silver Springs Hotel. Yeah, totally, guys. you got to come and meet us there. It's one thing to be... My search for a red dicky bow or a red bow tie in Sheffield continues. And right now I'm walking, I'm going to walk for about three quarters of a mile to the best men's outfitters shop in Sheffield because every other place I've been hasn't had one. For lunch, I was in a coffee house, a New Zealand place, although I drank coffee from Kenya. I was told that there isn't any uh, coffee grown in New Zealand, even though I know that there's coffee grown in Australia. I believe in Western Australia there's some very fine coffees grown, but they haven't reached me in Ireland anyway. So, walking along the street here, plenty of graffiti on the wall on the right and on the left and in front of me. Some construction work on a small office block of sorts or else apartment block in front of me too. I'm thinking about lunch. Lunch was a half pint of a very inoffensive lager, no problem at all about it. Would have preferred a bitter, but they didn't stock a bitter. And then a mixture of halloumi, avocado, sweet corn, carrots, grated carrot, tomato, uh, and hummus, I think. Oh, yes, and a large plate of chips. Oh, there's the Lord Nelson pub on Arundel Street over there. Bet you they have some good bitters. So, it's very pleasant walking around Sheffield City on a dry day, even though there are dark clouds overhead. And I know from looking at a weather forecast yesterday that there's likely to be some rain tomorrow. A lot of... Brick, red brick buildings in Sheffield and I, I'm very partial to red brick buildings because I lived in a Victorian terraced red bricked house, three bedroom house in London for a long time. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. It's 20 to 3 in the afternoon 
and the place I'm walking towards is on London Road and I've been told that London Road is quite a good street with lots of small shops on it well we'll see on London Road I'm walking past Mexican Kitchen Amigos a restaurant of some sort, local trading company, Foreman and Upholstery Supplies, a dim sum Chinese uh, restaurant here, seafood specialists, it says it is, Little Hanoi, oh that looks closed, Little Hanoi Vietnamese restaurant, that's closed, Paddy Power Bookmakers, betting shop, poker, casino, betting games, that's open. Photography by Bodrum Barbers, that's obviously Turkish. Mind, better mental health, that's uh, that's, that's a uh, not for profit, important, important uh, charity. There and there's Ted Williams, fantastic. I've come to the best clothes shop in Sheffield, I think. went into Ted Williams to buy a dicky bow or a bow tie and I came out with a bow tie, a dicky bow, plus a red scarf which I'm now wearing and I'm over the moon. See I went on to Google and I put in best men's clothes shop on London Road. I think I would have found it if I put in best men's clothes shop in Sheffield. It's the, uh, it was the 50th, their 50th anniversary in the year 1998, so it was founded 1948. And the thing I've been looking for, for several, <laughs> what feels like a week, but it hasn't been a week, uh, in other words a red shirt is in the window at 63 pounds and I decided I didn't want to buy that but this is a real shop uh, well when I say that it's a real quality clothes shop and if you're ever passing through Sheffield and that's what you want I would say this might be the place to come to I looked at an absolutely splendid looking overcoat without any intention of buying it beautiful tweed coat made in Donegal in Ireland and selling for 520 pounds which must be about 650 dollars the kind of overcoat that you would leave to your grandchildren 
an absolutely beautiful thing. So I'm really, really pleased. I'm now standing on the side of this. Oh, the other thing that they did, apart from very charming conversation with the man who looked after me, is that I said, you know, how, how could I get a taxi? And he called a taxi for me. I didn't ask him to do anything. He just went to the telephone, called me a taxi, told me the reference number. Unfortunately, I'm standing here on the side of the street and several taxis have gone past me. And I'm beginning to wonder if I should just put my hand out to the next taxi that comes past or comes towards me with an orange light on. The, the quaint, another quaint feature, and he did refer to them, the shop as being quirky, which is a better word. That was a bus, number 97. Their opening hours are Monday to Friday, 9 until 9 a.m. till 5 p.m. And then it is Saturday by appointments only. So I thought, that's interesting. Why would Ted Williams stay closed on a Saturday? And the reason emerged, which is that the, uh, this uh, shop on London Road is very near Bramall Lane. Now, a minute or two ago, without me asking for anything, the man who may be the owner of the shop, maybe Ted Williams himself, came, came out of the shop and uh, was concerned that the taxi hadn't turned up. Now I've decided that this taxi that he ordered isn't coming and I'm going to go on the next uh, taxi that comes down the street with its light on. Uh, it's fine. I have I have enough time. I've had a wonderful question, which I'm very pleased to have a go at answering. The question has come from Neil Hopkins. And Neil and I met and had a very enjoyable lunch and walk around Sheffield yesterday. And I'm at a conference Toastmasters conference and Neil and I I never talked about that topic so here's Neil's question and I'll follow it with an answer Hi Paul, just wanted to say again it was lovely to meet you yesterday um, and enjoyed wandering around and seeing the digital garage but the one question I didn't ask you is what is Toastmasters? I, I, get the idea that it's um you make um after dinner speeches something like that but how does it all work uh, uh, an explanatory post um or recording might be helpful for people who don't know what toastmasters is um, okay looking forward to hearing from you when i first heard about toastmasters it was a very long time ago and i wasn't much interested in it and i thought it was about people who were learning how to make speeches at weddings and how to make a talk at their local golf club, raise a toast for the captain next year and stuff like that. 
And I thought, well, look, that's not really my, my thing. And years went by. And then a friend of mine, or somebody who became a friend of mine, spoke at a business meeting where he had one minute to present his business to a whole lot of other people and he was not very good. He did a bad job of presenting himself. Then about nine months later I, I went along to the same business networking group and this guy who I hadn't seen very much in the meanwhile presented his business again and he was just dramatically better he something had happened and he'd gone from being a very weak speaker poor voice projection definitely wouldn't his presentation wouldn't attract you to doing business with him to being somebody who you thought wow I'd quite like to talk to that guy. So I said to him, after me, he said, how did you, <laughs> Alan, what on earth has happened? You've gone from being, you know, pretty poor at public speaking to being pretty good at it. What on earth has happened? And he said, I went, I've been at Toastmasters. And I said, what? Yeah, he said, I go to a local club in Glenmire. He said, you should come along some evening, and I thought no more about it. And this carried on and weighed on my mind. And a other friend of mine said to me about three months later, you know, come, come along to the local Toastmasters meeting on a Wednesday evening and uh, come along as my guest. And I thought... Well, I wouldn't mind to just go out and have an evening at a meeting with you because I didn't see her all that often. And uh, I went to this meeting with her and I read one or two things and I watched people get up and make speech. It was no big deal. Nobody was terrifically good. There was nothing intimidating about it. There were a lot of people in the room who were being very friendly and supportive and they'd offer various bits of feedback to the person and I thought well this is a nice atmosphere here and I went another time and I went onto the Toastmasters website and I read a few things and I decided oh look solid I'll join and I didn't really know what I was joining what I didn't know was what a great fund of advice there is that you get as a member from the center of this organization about how to be a better speaker and that it wasn't anything really to do with toasting people after an event. That it was any kind of speaking, including one-to-one -one speaking as a job interview, let's say, and that was prepared speeches you'd prepare and then there was impromptu speaking and then I discovered the big surprise was that in some way this organization had moved from being just about public speaking to also being about giving people an opportunity to practice leadership skills 
and that was for me a big a big change in my overall impression of the organization so I would say to anybody that look what's Toastmasters about it's like about being a better communicator and getting help from other people to be a better communicator and it's also about being a more effective leader more skillful more competent leader and whatever about the structures and everything which are complex enough but that's why to go to Toastmasters Scotland before you, for me and my true love will never be taken from the body by lines of the gold moon. Beyond bunny banks and beyond bunny bridges, I'll make it up with you, dear, and I'll take high road you take the low. This is this song is backed by popular requests from, yes. from people who were too drunk to remember me. Wow. But, so I'm going to sing this song, and I'm going to nominate people to just get into the spirit and take a I'm role sure, and sure. play the game. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, and I can tell I am totally surrounded by shy people. So this song is called Music Man. What, what music? It's called the music. Oh, yes. Now I would like you to join in, to clap, and then take on a roll as it comes your way. 
commit throw you in the missions out the window and just have a laugh and enjoy so it goes hang on it goes something like this I am a music man. I come from down your way, and I can play. What can you play? I play the piano. A piano, 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 piano. I am the music man. I come from down your way, and I can play. I play the piano. I am the music man. I come from down your way, and I can play. I play the Glockenspiel. 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 Someone I really could care for And if your mama don't mind And your papa don't mind Then take a little time to stay a little while Just one more time or won't you stay
numbers. Terrific. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. A lot of histrionics in there. Please do. Go ahead, yeah. Whatever you want. Is, is this Spanish? Yeah. Uh, are you going to say it? Yeah. If we start talking over you, that's a red light. <laughs> okay. The, great, the greatest hero in my life is my dad. Yeah. And oh, dear. he passed away nine oh. years ago. Oh, dear. And he's still my greatest hero. And I will never forget when I was at the graduation party in Bamberg, North Bavaria, with my business administration thing, and there was there was a piano player. And then I asked my dad, should I go there and sing it? Because I mean, you cannot go and sing in the party. Take it over. And he said to me, yeah. And I went. And I think it was the proudest moment of my dad when I sang my role. Ah. Oh. On you go. Really go. Please do. On you go. All right, give him a note there. Yeah. My way. Ching. I think about one of The bar And so I face the final curtain. My friend, I say it clear. I sing. Hey, guys, if you play guitar. Oh, yeah. You have to play the right tone. <laughs> oh! It's you. Sorry, guys. This is going to be a little fun one. No problem. We start all over again. We were trying to give you the tone. Okay, I stop. You, you're kind of strange. You're a bit flat there. <laughs> right. Is it monotone? You wouldn't get on in a session in Vista and Varna. So I face. The, the final, final curtain, curtain. Yeah, my One friend, I'll say clear, yeah, I'll state my case, of which I'm certain, I've lived yeah, a, a life that's full, I try.